2: Welcome to Pot Sauce. Now, I am excited about our next guest because they host a podcast that kind of gives me the whole Jack Ryan, mm-hmm. Jason Bourne feel. I do have questions. Oh, I got a lot of questions. Some of these stories <laughs> are so out there that I want to be like, girl.
0: <laughs> well, not only that, there's not like we've been talking about this podcast yes. nonstop since we came in today because mm-hmm. we listened to it. And we've been debating, yeah. we've, there's parts of this podcast that pique both of our interests, so I'm really excited to have Sam Walker on, who is the host of American Vigilante, which is the podcast we were talking about, yes. and American Vigilante is also a podcast from the UK-based Crowd Network, and this is exciting, because we're getting someone from across the pond on. Well,
2: actually, she's in Arizona well, now. right now, <laughs> but... Sam's down But the, the
0: accent says <laughs> yes. UK.
2: 1,000%. <laughs> Welcome, guys, to Sauce. Sam Walker. Hi, Sam.
3: <laughs> Hi, both of you. Hi, Alicia. Hi, Dax. Yes, can you tell that I'm not a Phoenician native, as you can tell from my accent? The locals <laughs> realize I'm not one of their kind quite, yeah.
0: <laughs> so let's get into your podcast. And to sum it up, your podcast, American Vigilante, is about... A man who has traveled the world, saving children who have been kidnapped, basically righting the wrongs of people, and now he is telling his story on your podcast, detailing all these different events in his life, and putting it out there for the world to listen to. Is that a good sum up of your podcast?
3: It is. And hearing the both of you in your introduction saying, hang on, I got questions. All I will say is, welcome to my world. Um, this has been the last sort of six months of my life. I was introduced to a man who I know only as Casey. I don't know his real name. I don't know where he lives. I know very little about his background apart from the bits he has told me. There's been a few off the record bits, but generally everything you hear on the podcast is what I know. And this is a man who has said, I want to tell my story. I've been living life on the edges of the law, outside of the law. However you may want to view that, I think is, again, a personal decision. But I want the world now to know what I have done and what people like me are doing in America today. And we talked for 50 plus hours last year. And um, I still lie awake at night thinking about it quite a lot of the time.
2: Sam, when you conducted your interviews with KC, did you do these in person or were they virtual? Were you able to look at him? And I'm asking this because when he's telling these stories, if you did them in person or even, you know, virtual how we're conducting this interview right now, were you able to look into his eyes and see if the man was telling you the truth? Did you get like a vibe? You know, as a journalist, I'm sure you can get a good vibe, good sense of when someone is speaking truth or if there's a little sauce being added to the story.
3: And again there's the 6 million dollar question but from from the from the kind of factual point of view I've never met this man. Okay I haven't met him. I don't know where he lives. He's somewhere in the United States. The first time I was introduced to him he was sitting in a car in like a huge truck with some headphones on that somebody had sent him cuz they said that's how you talk to somebody virtually. I mean he was not tech savvy at all. And he was in shadow and I could see the outline of this enormous man now i don't know if either of you are fans of the disney classic uh moana one of my favorite (laughs) movies i've got two girls i've watched the film approximately 900 times and i don't care because i love it but there's a character in that who's a demigod uh voiced by dwayne johnson and he's called maui and he's this enormous man with sort of a huge shock of black curly hair And the first time I saw the outline of KC, I was like, holy moly, it's Maui. (laughs) That is the nickname I have given him. And he's in my phone as Maui uh, because that's how I've seen him. I have talked to him, as I said, for more than 50 hours. We've talked very intensely. At times he wouldn't be on camera. At other times he was on camera for me if there was just me talking to him. He's intensely private. He wouldn't want his face to be recorded. Um, oh, so you did see some of, some parts of him in part, like you were able to visually look at him. I have been able to look at him on screen. Yeah, not to begin with. He, he. he I had to earn his trust.
0: Okay. So here's the deal, Sam. I listened to numerous <laughs> episodes.
2: Not scratching yeah. your neck. Like, I, so Sam. <laughs> I went
0: back and forth with deciding whether or not this guy is a... A con artist of sorts and just making up these elaborate stories because he would go on and on where I'm like, no, he's just, he's watched a lot of Jason Bourne movies, Jack Bauer storylines and like the things he would say about burner phones and, you know, your phones are going to be tracked. I'm like, yeah, but that's in every movie. And then his stories were so detailed that I'm like, this guy is telling the truth. Mm -hmm. I was conflicted the entire time listening to your podcast, whether or not this guy is full of it.
3: I say it again. Welcome to my yeah, world. Yeah, I was like, she said the same uh, thing <laughs> during the podcast. However, like, I think
0: that's what someone so, needs to know yeah. going in is yeah. that is a, a half the battle of like listening to this podcast because you're like, no, like he's full of it. And then the next second you're like, no, this is legit.
3: I wanted to say that that's exactly the journey I wanted to take the listener on. I think, you know, podcasting is such a great medium because it's so authentic, right? And it's and it's that little voice. You know, when we we go, we listen to a podcast, we're going for a run, we're walking our dogs, we're cooking dinner, we're in the bath, wherever you might listen. It's a really personal experience. And so you can't fake it. And so I wanted to take the listener on the same journey that I went on of going, is this guy for real? It's not my job to say, hey, these are, this is what I believe and you must believe the same. I felt my job in this was the audience is to say, look, I'm going to tell you what this guy has told me. I'm going to ask all the questions I can ask, hopefully all the questions you have thought of asking. But you've got to make your own mind up. And Dax, you know, it's very interesting what you said about him being such a great storyteller. And the thing I asked myself time and time again was, if he's if he wasn't such a great storyteller, would we believe him more? I, I is kinda, it the fact? I, I kind of almost he, think so. I think so. Yeah, but I, I definitely I definitely think
2: so. And I think, you know, to, Sam, you have to take a lot of the credit in the way you you effortlessly weaved. You played both navigator and listener. I mean, phenomenally, right? Like the way you created the atmosphere of, you know, this happened and this happened. I don't know if I believe that
0: That's that this was the happened. best part. Because at the moment where I was like, This guy is full of it, you stopped the recording yes. and you jumped in and said, I don't know if I believe him yes. and I was like Okay, thank you. I'm glad Sam is on the same page as me right now. Yeah,
2: yeah, because I listened to episode five, the knock-knock episode, and this, this is what I came in with. When I said, well, he refers to it as the Mexican mafia. I've never heard of it as the Mexican mafia. It's the cartel. We all know it's a cartel. So just elements of that and him saying... Hmm you know, uh, he didn't want to go into this space. Uh, For those of you guys who haven't listened to this particular episode, uh, he was to basically drive out a Mexican, uh, a competing Mexican uh, gang, I'll I'll just- Mafia? That, um, (laughs) them two um, out of this area because there was a school, right? And so he talks about them having to go into this space, guns blazing, but he didn't want to wear uh, a jacket, uh, what's like this bulletproof damn vest? bulletproof vest? Yeah. I'm like this, I'm over here doing this Vogan, trying to figure out what this, and, but he goes into, he's like, because it's going to get in my way. But he also then in my mind, I'm like, well, if the, if the goal is to come out alive, cause you have a family also, why wouldn't you put the jacket on? But he go before, before I could like see, lies he goes into why you know he doesn't want to wear it because if it's this type of bullet or that type of gun that they're going to be using basically all that mm. will be null and void anyways you know so i i like that sam put plenty of pauses just within that particular episode to give the listener uh, the liberty to question what they were listening to but also provide further context as to mm. this could be true though
3: i think it's a really good point that that there Alicia you said oh and then he went into loads of details about bullets and you know what there is so much I didn't put into the podcast because it's quite boring (laughs) and he goes into so many details about the type of tire he puts on his truck and how he's and how he's kind of changed the engine capacity so that he can put more fuel in so he can do this and and then how he and I'm like oh
2: okay Sam
0: (laughs) 50 hours of conversation what is your thoughts is it real or is it fake?
3: you got to listen to the podcast. I mean, if, if you want me to tell you the ending, oh, no. do you, are you the guy, Dax, are you the guy who turns to the last five pages of the book when you started? Oh, give, yeah, you absolutely. are, aren't you? Give me the Cliff
0: Notes version. How did you meet him, by the way, Sam? how did you meet Casey?
3: I was introduced to Casey by. A third party. Um, when I first arrived in Arizona, she had I had issues. A quite, yeah, really very bad experience with somebody who threatened our family and it was a really frightening time and somebody a friend of a friend said to me hey, I heard what happened to you and what this guy did to you and it was, you know, uh, if if you want say the word and someone could take him out into the desert and I'm like, where have I moved to? <laughs> I lived in this I, little I sleepy... <laughs> I was about? like, what's, what's happening? <laughs> and so I knew that there was people who knew people who would, you know, could do things if you wanted them to be done. I will say for the record, I did not take him up on that <laughs> Um Where is Beware your if you're renting a house horse. in Arizona. In I'll give you still... his name. Yeah, don't don't rent from him. Um
0: <laughs> Because but, he's six feet under in the <laughs>
2: desert. <laughs> Brent, like,
3: is he still alive, Sam? This, this, this landlord.
2: I was like, let me find out Sam's about that life. Because she broke that down in uh, in episode one. You know one. what? But,
3: if only I'd known KC before this, I don't think I would have had half the issues, but that's another story. But um, but you know, this made me think, oh, hang on. Where so when someone else this is nothing to do with KC, but I was approached by someone else who said, Look. I know somebody through someone else. He's willing to tell a story. I know you're a journalist. You are at the BBC for 20 years. You're now in Arizona. He would be willing perhaps to talk to you. Would you be willing to talk to him? So that is how it began. So the person who referred me to him was nothing to do with the issues that I had, but I suppose it gave some level of veracity to start with because I didn't think, what, of course these people don't exist. I'm from Britain. What are you talking about? It made me go, because it's funny because I've got a lot of American friends who were like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, guys like him are out there. <laughs> yeah. people, people in England are like, what? Is this the Wild West? And I'm like, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, you know, that's what's been very different as well. And people's responses to it are pretty much down the middle of, he's an American hero. I love him. I, I wish he was my friend. I'm glad he's out there. To people and they are always men, sorry Dax, but sending me detailed, detailed series of tweets about why I'm an idiot and why I can't believe a word he said because they know someone who's in the military and it never would have happened like that and all this sort of thing. So it's been triggering, I think, for a lot of people. One of the things that kind of gave me just a little bit
2: of pause is, He was like, you know, the main thing, the main thing that they're in business to do is to get back kids. I mean, obviously there have been other uh, cases and you guys have to listen to the podcast where they've had to go in and acquire different. He calls them assets. So I'll just use that term uh, to be on par with his language. But, you know, he was like, we'll do whatever it is that we have to do to accomplish our mission. That means we have to kill (laughs) if we've had to kill them or kill their families. I'm like, wait, how can you be open to killing a family and you're trying to get kids back, you know, so just. When he would say things like that, language like that, just because it seemed completely contradictory to what it felt like his stance was.
3: Oh, I would say, I think Casey talked about when I said to him, what if anyone ever came for your family? And he was like, I'd kill them, I'd kill their families, I'd eat their dog, I think he said, is what I remembered. He is absolutely at pains to say he has never, ever ever laid a finger on anybody who he didn't know had hurt somebody else that is he says his moral code he said that he would never enter anybody's house and let you know someone said oh i think i think alicia's done something terrible and she <laughs> she lives over there he wouldn't storm into your home unless he saw evidence for himself that you you were in fact a dirty bird harboring a child or yeah a dirty bird <laughs> um, but but so he said to me you know that the one place we can feel safe is in our own backyard he said you know it is super important that i would never ever ever go into anybody's home if I wasn't absolutely sure that they were hurting a child, keeping a child captive, whatever it might be. And he said, we all need to be able to feel safe in our homes. And he said, but my backyard, I want people to feel safe in their backyard and my backyard runs from coast to coast. That's how he views it. I
2: agree with that because I I didn't hear anything so far within the podcast that contradicts that because he -hmm. was saying how he only went in uh, under extreme duress to go get the kids. It's the episode with the, you know, the, the children that he had to get out because he saw two playing but he wasn't sure where the third one was but yeah. because of the time he was like I just had to go go on and, and you know get mm-hmm. the two kids.
0: So Sam with your podcast obviously it's become super successful. It's in the top one hundred on the UK charts for true crime. How often are you now getting hit up by people Asking you to connect them to Casey because they have their own problems. Because <laughs> now you're the conduit.
2: You're the connect. Right. Because trust
0: me, I was thinking. I'm like, I need to remember Sam here I in case I have boyfriend. a problem. I've got kids, and mm-hmm. I need to keep her name I in my, my mind.
3: Boyfriend, I need taken care of. Are, <laughs>
2: are
0: people hitting you up a lot?
3: Well, you know, it, w- it was actually the number one true crime podcast in the UK. Um, so it, it was huge in the UK, and I. People, what I have found, Dax, is they drop things into conversation. I was speaking to someone the other day and they were talking about a business deal that had really gone wrong. And they were like, well, you know, if I don't get my money back, I'll, you can get a hold of KC for me. And I'm like, ha 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 I am on speed dial for several people now. You're right. But, you know, he said to me, Sam, you, you ever need me? You just call me, I'll be there. So don't call him, Sam. Don't call him. Don't call him. So far, so far. I you know. love it. I've got a teenager who won't clean our room. That's luckily the
2: extent Casey of
0: Casey shows right up. Now. Maui shows up at the door. Not the Maui you want Not to see at the, the door. Not the Maui
2: you want at the door. Now, yeah. Sam, this is a podcast discovery show. Uh, what are some podcasts that you're listening to right now that you can put our uh, listeners on to?
3: Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I spend my whole life making podcasts and presenting podcasts. And so I sometimes think, uh, you know, I, I never have time to listen to a whole bunch of podcasts, but I definitely have some go to's. I mean, I make another podcast called Sam Walker's Desert Diaries, which is what it's like for a woman in her 40s to quit her job at the BBC, leave her nice suburban Victorian terrace in rainy England and move to the desert in the Wild West. Uh, spoiler alert: scorpions yes. and you know, crazed gun-wielding landlords. It is the Wild West. So, you know, well,
0: former the, gun-wielding for landlords, landlords now six feet under in this desert.
3: They're alive. Uh, They're alive. <laughs> but, but you know, someone I mean, I loved. I loved the dropout. I'm sure so many people have mentioned oh, that. Oh, that was a good I, one. Know, just listening to you know Elizabeth Holmes, the whole trial with. Um, Theranos was just mind blowing. And that was my I looked forward to getting my kids from school every day because I was like, I'm going to catch up. So that was great. Two that I really love. One is one is really different. Actually, it's called How Did We Get Here? And it's a podcast with Professor Tanya Byram, who's a clinical psychologist and a quite famous UK TV presenter called Claudia Winkleman. They're very close friends in real life. Professor Tanya Byram is an incredible Therapist, psychologist, and it's people who come to them and it's kind of about an hour long and it's a it's a real deep dive into why we have the relationships we do. So perhaps someone will come who hasn't spoken to their parents for ten years, has fallen out with their brother, their marriage is falling apart, they can't connect with their child. I mean so many different types of relationships. And then you basically hear a therapy session and it is Fascinating, and you engage with these people instantly. And even if you don't have a sibling that you haven't talked to for 10 years, just hearing about how we can speak to each other and communicate better as humans I I love that podcast. I think it's amazing.
0: Sam, I've got a recommendation for you if you're into the therapy stuff. Yeah, where do we begin with Esther Perel? Mm -hmm. Have you heard of it?
3: I have heard of it. It is so
0: good, Mm -hmm. it's people you know, you are the fly in the wall in that therapy session and it's people who are having problems in their marriage, there's cheating, there's, you know, I, I want to try different things. I mean, you're listening to it all and she's giving them advice. It is such a good podcast. So if you're into therapy, check out it. Where Should We Begin with Esther Pro?
3: I love it. I will do that. And, and the second one I really wanted to recommend is, is a, a British comedian and writer called Adam Buxton. And um, I mean, again, he was kind of of my generation. He was a real kind of into indie music. He had this kind of irreverent comedy show in the 90s and noughties. And he makes his podcast now and he essentially goes for a walk with his dog around the countryside of England, kind of riffs and then speaks to somebody. And it, it, you might think another interview podcast. And it kind of is, but he's so creative and he's got that really silly British sense of humour. And do you know what? Sometimes in Arizona, if things get a bit heavy, like crazed landlords, it makes me feel kind of closer to home in a strange way. But he, you know, he talks to a bunch of other comedians like Kay Van Novak and Natasha Dimitri, you know, who are um, what we do in the shadows. He's, you know, from that show. But he speaks to kind of storytellers like David Sedaris and Isabel Allende. So people I'd, I kind of wouldn't think I must listen to an interview with them the way. You, He talks to people in a really open way I just adore. And he did Paul McCartney, and I'm the world's biggest Beatles nut, so that I've listened to that episode 45 times.
0: What, what was the name of that podcast again? One more so time. it's
3: called the Adam Buxton Podcast, and there are silly jingles and childish songs and things you might think, what the heck was that about? But at the heart of it, is these really honest conversations. And I've cried with laughter on several times because they've been so stupid. He's really childish and I, <laughs> and I love it. But he's super smart. So it kind of ticks all the boxes for me. So I love that.
0: I love it. Well, Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Uh, and, and guys, if you have not checked out American Vigilante, head on over to PodSauce.com. We have a link there directly to her podcast. It is so good. Yeah. No, mostly because you're fighting yourself to decide whether or not it's real or not.
2: But I want you guys to listen to episode five. So we're going to put that. You can listen to. Well, no, to, you should
0: listen to them in a row. Well,
2: the the, the beautiful thing about Sam's podcast um, is that you can listen to them in any mm-hmm. order. I mean, there's small elements that do link chronologically. How about this?
0: Listen to but, the first one so she gets into the story, and then whatever. Yeah, because
2: at least that way you guys can find out about the shady landlord that we're (laughs) we're talking about. But I'm going to also make sure we put up episode five because it was an episode that I really, really enjoyed, and I feel you guys will as well. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Lovely to meet you. Take care. Lovely. I love that. I'm going to say that. (laughs) So lovely to meet you. (laughs) Guys, don't go anywhere. We have more. This is sauce.